morning we are continuing our sermon series called growth that we started two weeks before so last week we spoke about the first life cycle stage of planned growth called germination we considered the six stages of planned life cycle through these sermons can you have the first slide now so we see six life cycle stages as we see there on the screen six life cycle stages can one of you read that or all of you can together read that those life cycle stages so each stage represents certain maturity and certain level of growth in a plant you know any of you coming from a farmer background that you or your father had a farm and that that's what the you know you are your bread uh, and you know every day that that's what your fathers or parents used to do anybody coming from that 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 background here can i see your hands yes amen don't be ashamed don't be ashamed now my grandparents were farmers actually i worked in the paddy yes anybody else yes right so so we have a couple of us here you know we know what what is growth right so you know we we observe plants growing every time when we want to when we go in in fact you know the church that i used to go earlier in my childhood days that was in my fifth grade sixth grade that, that during that time you know what the church did so they have a big compound and they divided that, that, that compound areas into small, small segments and gave that to each child. And we have a square location. And we can cultivate anything that we want during the summer. I mean, this is summer every year, every, throughout the year summer, right? So, so we wanted to cultivate anything. I remember we, I was growing uh, green spinach. I don't know what it is called. Green spinach, sorry. Spinach is green, right? Uh, red spinach, okay. <laughs> Red spinach, okay. That's what I wanted to tell you. Red spinach. So I, every day, in fact, uh, there are a couple of other things, you know, lady's finger and a couple of other things. Every day, every day, used to go to water the plants. And every day we want to see, we just sit together, sit along the, alongside, alongside of the, the plant that is growing and see whether it is there any small little bit of growth. And we have some reference point and just see whether the plant has grown. And you know what? Every day it grows. Every day there is small growth. Every day there is small growth. So, so we, we know the six life cycle stages of the plant. So each stage represents certain maturity and a certain level of growth. So studying in, mature, in, 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 a, in one level, studying about one level will help us to understand the maturity level that plant gets into at that stage. So if the plant is not growing, if it is staying in one level of maturity, you know, we cannot really expect the other stages, other levels of growth to appear. A plant that is not having leaf, you know, we can't expect the plant plant to blossom and bring fruits. So making use of, you know, what plant really does is it makes use of the, all the resources that are available with it and it grows. In the same way, in a spiritual sense, God wants us to make use of all the available resources and to grow in our spiritual life. The resource that includes the Word of God, the Bible that you have in your hands, the sermons that you hear, 
the fellowship that you have, we have, the small prayer time that you have at home, the small prayer time that you have as an individual. You know, God wants us to make use of all these available resources to grow. Can you say to grow? So today we are going to talk about the second life cycle stage called the seedling. So this morning I would like to title my sermon as growth seedling. Can you say seedling? So as you see in the picture, that is what is the end plant that comes out of the soil just after germination is called what? Out loud, called what? So seedling starts really growing towards where the sunlight is, that's where it goes. Now, when what, this is what we see, but there is something that is going on beneath the surface. What is happening is the seedling, the root starts growing deeper and deeper, and in fact the roots are going to branch out. So there is a tremendous amount of growth that is happening beneath the surface at this stage of seedling. So the roots, you know, as I said, it's, it goes so deep into it. And there are two leaves that comes out as you see, the first two leaves. You know, they are kind of fake leaves. They are not the shape and size of the actual leaf. You know, most of the plant, so they are known as cotyledons. Cotyledons are, you know, the, those two leaves that we see there, they are not the real leaves of the plant. But in fact, that, you know, that plant, that leaf that you see there, they in fact help to provide the nourishment that is the seedling is required, that the seedling requires at that time. So a little later, the true leaves are going to come out. And when the true leaves come out, you know, they are going to be the shape and the characteristics of the plant. You know, that's a plant, that's how plants grow. So seedling represents certain maturity state of the plant. Seedling also represents certain maturity state of our spiritual life. Can you say spiritual life? The seed that was in dormant state that just came out of the dormant state and it became, it just started germinating, it started sprouting out. So we would say that from the dormancy, it has just come to a life zone where it can experience life. Even though the seed underneath the ground that had life, but it could never experience life. You know, sometimes our life gets into a dormant state in the same fashion. Even though we still the heart is beating, still we don't have life, we don't feel life. Any of you going through that situation? Do you understand what I'm talking about this morning? Everything happens around us. We don't know how Monday starts and how Sunday comes, but it happens. Only thing that we know is our heart is still beating. We are not dead, we are alive. But other than that, there is nothing else is happening. Nothing else is happening the way we wanted that to happen. We are looking for the time when we can come to the life zone. And from the life zone, now we see the seedling is coming to a growth zone. Can you say growth zone? So from dormancy into the life zone, and now the seed is moving to the growth zone, or the plant is coming to the growth zone. In our life, many of our lives, Many times we get into the dormancy phase, dormant state in our lives. A state of being withdrawn from the crowd. That doesn't mean that we, talk, we don't talk to people, we still talk to people. We meet people, but we are withdrawn. We are not there. We are there, but we are not there. Do you understand what I'm talking about? 
we are there but then you know we don't want to really talk to people we don't want to face anybody we don't want to meet anybody i ask him why sister you why you didn't come to church and they say that very clearly they say that i don't even want to meet anybody i don't want to face people i don't want to face people you know seed goes into the dormant state and we go into the dormant state and state of being withdrawn and at times we don't have anything to do with god we don't have anything to do with god at all and we come and we do and we do our rituals but we don't have any relationship with god but god meets us at some point of time where we were not willing to grow and he brings us into life remember whatever we are talking this morning it has an application in our lives and god meets us at some point of time and he brings us into the life zone and we feel that oh this is what is life and it looks good now i feel like coming out and talking to people because something good has happened in my life and you know what then slowly we are in the growth zone and i believe this morning you know whatever situation whatever phase we were in our lives but this morning we are here and those who are listening to me online you are listening to me because you are brought into the growth zone now without your knowledge you are already in the growth zone you know when i ask you some of you are raising your hands remember some of you are raising your hands and saying me and telling me that i am growing now can you say i am growing out loud can you say i am growing and god brings us to the growth zone where we can grow this morning let's talk about or let's take one more level deeper this sermon to understand what exactly seedling and what exactly is going through number one seedlings establish root system can you say root system <clears throat> so if germination is about new beginning you remember we talked about last week the last point germination is about all what new are you with me are you okay you hope you're not angry with me right okay so germination is about what new beginnings if germination is about awakening or new beginnings seedling is all about building a strong foundation can you say that with me building a strong foundation if you can put the other slide next slide please roots are essential for the plant to be anchored so deep <clears throat> to absorb nutrients from the ground and also to provide support for the future growth you know sometimes we see this the, the, the height that we see the height of the plant that we see on top is so little but the root, root is two times three times more than the height of the plant so seedling refers to establishing a strong foundation seedling you know really they don't care whether they are going to be in that place or, or they are going to be transplanted to some other location they don't care about it they just grow they just grow they shoot their roots so deep into the ground and if you can put the next slide we see roots are used for three different purposes number one <laughs> number one out loud number one to anger the plants and second one absorb water and nutrition and to store reserve for the future growth of the plant so roots are useful for three different reasons and if you're not taking your notes you are not going to win in the quiz remember that number one anger 
plants. Roots are helpful to lay a strong foundation for the plant. Roots are helpful to draw nutrition and nourishment from the ground. Roots also provide, or roots also store food. Do you remember some of the plants that store food in the roots? Potatoes? Potatoes? Sweet corn? Sweet carrot, okay. Sweet carrot. Sweet potatoes, okay. Then what else? Peanuts, that's great. Ginger, got okay. Huh. You're taking me in the wrong direction now. Okay, let me stop here. <coughs> so roots really are helpful to store food for the future. And we rob us, you know, we rob that, right? So the, basically, it's not it's really storing for us. It's storing for its future growth. And we pluck it away. And I mean, I mean, that's how God has created. So in our spiritual life, Roots really refer to strong foundation that you and I need to have. You know, today, Christianity is not able to stand in front of the world today because there is something that is really missing. What is really missing is the strong foundation. The foundation it is so strong, if we lay the roots so deep inside of the ground, inside of the life, we draw nourishment. And we are, so, we are established so strong. And we are also ready for the future. Not only on the face of this earth, even the future that is yet to come. We are just ready and we are prepared and we are right there. What we need to have is strong foundation. Can you say strong foundation? First Corinthians chapter 3 verses 11 through 15. Can you read with me? First Corinthians chapter 3 verses 11 through 15. For no other foundation can Anyone, can you go ahead and please read out loud? Amen. Okay. Amen. Right. So, so, so what we read is we need to have, we need to lay our foundation so strong on whom? Christ Jesus, which is laid, which is Christ Jesus. So our foundation we need to lay so strong on Jesus Christ. That's why we teach that's why we train our children so that let them have a strong foundation you know the way that the, the, the little one you know parents are trying to bring and drag them and trying to put them here is just you know give them an awareness yes you know give them an idea what they are doing what is important what is the priority what is the topmost number one priority that's going to be in their lives in the coming days parents want to demonstrate that in the life of children and god wants us to Lay our foundation so strong in Jesus Christ. And the day is going to come and what's going to happen in the day? Bible says the day is going to test our work. Whether our life is made of. So that means it's not just enough to lay the foundation. Listen to me carefully. It's also important how do we build on the foundation, right? It's not just enough to lay the foundation. 
You know, that's why I say when, when teachers, you teach children, not just, just memorize, not just help them to just memorize the scripture and also teach them what the scripture says. Tell them, teach them what they need to do, how they need to use the scriptures that they memorize. So when we build on the strong foundation, the day is going to find out how the work is. Whether we have built with gold or silver, are you with me? Or precious stones or hay and you know, wood and other things. Gold represents sacrifice. Gold represents sacrifice. Silver, silver represents purity. And precious stones, they represent, they, they, they refer to maturity or they refer to the characteristics reflecting Christ-likeness. So how are we building our Christian life? Are we building with these precious stones? Do you teach our children what, what does it mean to say sacrifice? Do they know how they can sacrifice? Do they know how they can give to other friends? I remember, I told this earlier also, my brother, my next second brother, he had two uniforms. I mean, I've had one actually, but he had two uniforms. And at some point of day, my mom was really searching for the second uniform and he couldn't find it, she couldn't find it anywhere. And later she realized, when he, she asked him, he said, Mom, I had two, but there is another boy in my school. He had nothing. And I already took that second pair and I already gave it to him long ago. Do we teach our children? What is sacrifice? Do you teach our children what is purity? What do we really teach them? How they have to resemble Christ-likeness to their friends in their classroom. God wants us to put proper foundation. The second foundation that we are talking about is God's word. Matthew 7, 24. Can you read with me? Therefore, whoever, read out loud. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him as to a wise man who built his house on the rock. Who does what Jesus says. Who, 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 who work according to the word of God. So the word of God becomes a strong foundation on which we build. And we see the seedling is laying a strong foundation. Number one. Number two. Seedlings are delicate. Can you say delicate? Seedlings are very delicate. Seedlings are more vulnerable to the environment. They are so vulnerable to the pests. They are so vulnerable to cold and diseases and drought and frost and so many things that can happen around seedlings. And God knows what they do. They used to cover the seedlings. Have you seen seedlings getting covered? Seedlings are covered. Why they should cover? Because seedlings are vulnerable. Seedlings are so delicate. You know, sometimes our lives are like seedlings. Sometimes our lives are so delicate. Sometimes when I say something to somebody, immediately they cry. We can't even talk to them. We can't even tell anything to them. Sometimes the same thing with your spouse too. We don't understand what is going on with her or with him. They just immediately try to, they immediately cry. Whatever you try to say, and we understand they are so delicate. And we need to protect such situations. We need to protect them, those who are very delicate. As a gardener, 
the master gardener who is the master gardener Jesus God is a master gardener and he protects us Bible says he lightens our burden when we are going through difficult time in fact Jesus looked at the people and he said those who are weary and you know heavy laden you can come to me those who are weary and doing heavy labor you can come to me let's read matthew chapter 11 verses 28 to 30. can you read with me jesus saying even he's saying that to us today morning come to me all you who labor and are heavy laden and i will give you rest take my yoke upon you and learn from me for i am what gentle and lowly in heart and you will find rest for your soul for my yoke is easy and my burden is light our lives are so delicate at times as seedlings but god is a god who takes care of us he's the god who cares for us he takes care of us and he leads us in a very gentle way he loves us he doesn't cast he doesn't put a more burden on us you know jesus doesn't put more burden on us but the religion does the church does jesus doesn't do he doesn't put more burden on us more than what he can handle god is a gentle god upon those who are weak isaiah chapter 40 verse 11 can you read with me he will feed his flock like a what like a shepherd he will gather the lambs with his what with his arm and carry them in his bosom and gently lead those who are with and those who are carrying that's how a shepherd deals with us with the sheep and jesus a good shepherd you know that's how he deals with us when we are in difficult situation he's not going to throw more burden on you he is here to rescue you he's here to lighten your burden he's here to help you seedling tells us the way god takes care of us the way gardener takes care of the seedling number three seedling is the beginning of independent growth listen to me seedling is the beginning of independent growth until the until now we see seedling was depending on something the seed was depending on in fact the seed was buried inside the ground now we see a transition from dependency to independence and we see a transition that is happening the seed was totally buried inside the soil and little later the seed pushed with all its strength and it just came out as a plant as a seedling after germination we see the seedling coming out and even while germination we see some of the soil is still sticking on its body but now it is able to shake them off and it's able to grow now it has grown as a seedling as we see in the picture we would have seen in the picture now it pushed every barrier and it came out above the ground level from the dependency to independence can you say independence so you know we see that the seedling is becoming more independent now now at this time the seedling is able to grow because it is independent it doesn't have anybody bothering it it can really bend in whatever direction it wants and it can grow to any height the creepers will creep and the climbers will what they will climb and the bushes will come out and shrubs and herbs and trees and you know whatever fashion they want to become they can become 
Independency is essential for planned growth. In the same way, for your growth, for your spiritual growth, independency is essential. We don't grow as long as we are surrounded with the familiar environment. We don't grow. As long as we are surrounded with very familiar things, as long as we are surrounded with people who can take care of us, we never grow because they do everything for us. They do everything for us. In the same way, independence is very much required for growth. You know, that's the reason students, and a couple of students are here, that's the reason you just try to run away from your home right? when, you are, when you finish your 12th grade. You don't want to stay with your parents. I hear parents saying that, you know, Pastor, my daughter wants to start speak to you. And what do you want? She wants to speak to me. Pastor, I want to come to Canada. Can you help me? You know, they just want to run away from them because they don't see much growth there. Because they are always fed. They are always given. Their dresses are washed by parents. They took care of everything. There is no reason why they should toil. And they do not basically know anything. But now when they come out of their parents, come out of the familiar circumstances, now the growth starts. Amen? You know, very fast, very soon we see, you know, they come here and establish themselves in this nation. And they are into business now. Many students are into business. How fast they establish themselves. If they were with the parents, with their parents, you know, probably they would not have got all these opportunities. Independency makes you to grow. You know, Christ, Bible talks about the freedom that we need to have. We need to have independence from the slavery that we may experience in our lives. Bible is very clear. Galatians chapter 5 verse 1. Can you, can you read that? Galatians chapter 5 verse 1. Stand fast. Read with me. Therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us, what? Free. And do not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. That bondage means many different things. Christ has already set our lives free. And today, we will go back to the same old sin and we fall into that. We are, kept, we are kept as captives of those slavery, of those bondage of sin. Bible also says that you know, we should not come under the bondage of any man or any woman. Marriage is not bondage, by the way. Being a spouse is not bondage. And I have seen many, many men doing this mistake in their lives. You know, they don't want their women to do anything. They don't want their women to come up in their lives. They get driving license. I mean, if at all, they get driving license, you know. They get driving license and they are not allowed to do, ride, drive a car. They are not allowed to go and do, develop themselves. They are not allowed to do the job, do work and, you know. Marriage is not a bondage, it's a relationship, it's a mutually nurturing relationship. Jesus is saying, you are independent, you are set free. No man can have power over your life. You are set free. And even today we see churches are keeping the believers under slavery. You cannot go to the other church. You cannot listen to other pastors. You cannot do this, we cannot do that. You know, I understand there is an element why they say that is true. But that's not really true. We all have freedom. We all have freedom to minister. We all have freedom to do anything that we want to do. But you know, when we come together as a church set up, you know, we do it appropriately the way we need to do. 
But that doesn't mean that we need to be a slavery. We cannot be under bondage because Christ has set us free. The bondage that was, the seed was in that in its bondage. And now when it came out, it frees. It, it experiences total freedom and total independence. And it starts growing now. The fourth aspect of seedling is transplantability. Can you say that with me? Transplantability. I just want to talk about this, this, this nature or characteristics of the seedling. In agriculture or in gardening, transplantability, that simply means a tree or a seedling is able to relocate. The seedling is able to relocate. Seedling can be transplanted to different locations. The ability of the seedling to be transplanted, you know, it really helps us for cultivation to happen because, you, you know, some environment, we cannot really grow seedlings and they are, they, you know, in another place it is grown and they are all transplanted to you. You know, when you go to buy some small shrubs and small, small plants, you, you see seedlings, right? You see in the small plastic box, you see you know, seedlings are arranged beautifully and you buy them and you carry them. If you can put the next slide probably, you know, you can carry them. We can transport or we can transplant seedlings. Transplantability is very important in your spiritual life. Listen to me. Transplantability is very important no matter where the seedlings are. They know how to survive in their surroundings. Transplantability is very, very important in our spiritual life. You know, many of us know how to be godly in our home setup, in our church setup. But when we go out, when we go away from house or when we go away from church, we no longer follow God closely. Seedlings are transplantable. That simply means wherever it is taken, it doesn't change its character. Characteristics, it will just continue to grow. It will just continue to grow. A couple of years before, couple of years before, I think around five years or six years, seven years before, there was a girl staying with us. Don't try to guess now. There was a girl staying with us, and at some point of time, we had asked that girl to leave, right? Because the term ends or whatever, we asked her to leave. And she was just a great anointed woman of God, and then she came and told us, if you let me go i may go into the world i may just go and roam around with the boys just please keep me inside the house then i'll be a godly woman transplantability i just thought about daniel even in the situation that was not so like his own family his own household his own country when he was a captive in babylon Bible says, you know, he did not defile himself from the drink and from the food that was given for him to him in that nation. Can you come with me to Daniel chapter 1 verse 8? Can you read with me? But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's delicacies, not with the wine which he drank, which he drank, therefore he requested of the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. We see the transplantability, we can just pick him up and put him in any situation, he will still be a godly child. The question that you need to ask, I need to ask is, are we like that? Are we like that? I think I thought about Ruth. She was transplantable. 
She did not want to stay in, his, in her father's house. She did not want to stay in her, in her own nation, in her own country. And she was willing to go. Wherever she goes, she went. She wanted to do the will of God ultimately. Can you come with me to Ruth chapter 1 verses 16 and 17? We see the transplantability of Ruth over there. But Ruth said to Naomi, what, she, what did she say? Entreat me or urge me not. Entreat me not to leave you or to turn back from following after you. For whatever, wherever you go, I will go. And whatever you do, wherever you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people and your God. My God, we see transplantability. For a child of God, it doesn't matter whether you live with your parents or you come out of your parents. Especially for students, it doesn't really matter. Wherever you go, you are going to show, you are going to display the characteristics that, were, that with which you are taught and you are brought up. You know, I see many students coming to the na this nation, especially sons and daughters of pastors, from India coming to this nation and slowly walking away from God slowly going away from God this morning God is telling us as a plant as a seedling you need to be transplantable never forget the word what is that word transplantable finally let's talk about the adaptation of the seedling to its environment Seedlings are very easily, they are capable of adapting to the environment in which they are. They really develop strategies around them to cope up with the current conditions. You can imagine it has grown somewhere and somebody is buying that seedling and taking it miles apart and going and planting the seedling somewhere else in a totally different environment. And seedling is capable of adapting itself a growth sign of a child of God is adaptability. Can you say adaptability? And I'm not good in that. Many of us are not, but it is worth talking about it. A growth sign of a child of God is adaptability. What does it really mean, adaptability means? Let's go to Philippians chapter 4, verses 12 and 13. Let's see the adaptability of Paul here. Can you read with me? I know how to be. A base that simply means I know how to live humbly, how to live lowest to the lowest, and I know how to abound, how to have plenty everywhere and in all things. I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. Verse 13, what is the verse? Who strengthens me and what do we do when we pray we say that the last word I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me what you can do Paul is saying that I can do I can survive without food I can lay down on the floor I can go to the lowest of the lowest or I also know how to go to the highest of the highest I can do all these things through Christ who strengthens me. Many times we misuse this scripture, right? We use it in out of context and we use it somewhere else saying that, yes, come on. I can do all things through Christ Jesus and I will show who I am. 
I can do all things through Christ Jesus. But that's not the context that Paul is talking about. Paul is talking about his adaptability to the environment. I, I can't just manage, you know, without one-time food. How Paul is talking about this, you know, he's saying that I know how to be hungry. I know how to re, you know, how to eat in richness of everything. And I know how to lower my down, myself to the, to, to the level of the ground. And I also know to leverage and you know, uplift my life to a higher level. A child of God. A sign, a growth sign or a maturity sign of a child of God is adaptability. That little seedling just came out of the seed and germinated and just got an exposure to the world. Can you imagine how adaptable that seedling is? Age doesn't matter. Age doesn't matter. You can be adaptable. All of us can be adaptable in the environment in which we are in. You know, I'm, I, I believe, I, I know for sure this morning, this message is talking to you. It's challenging you. Are we adaptable? Are we complain? Are we complain? We murmur. We are not satisfied. We are discontented. Philippians chapter 4, verse 12 and 13. You know, as we read, I just want to read from another version, another translation, New Living Translation. Can you read with me? I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is with a full stomach or empty stomach, with plenty or little, for I can do everything through Christ who strengthens me, who gives me strength. You know, Christianity is not just an easy walk. It has its own challenges. And it has its own advantages. It has its own benefits. It has its own future of knowing who our God is and how we can enter into the eternity. A well-matured quality of a child of God is adaptability. So this morning, we spoke about a couple of things. Shall we all arise this morning?